is Dave and Jeff. It is October 6, 2021. Well, I'm going to tell you, I was a little nervous driving down here today. A little nervous. Worry which part? It was a big day. Man, have you heard how angry the local media is? Yeah, it's always the media's fault. How about, let's start with some of this shit, All Dave. right, go ahead. I'm going to play this right from my phone. It's probably illegal. through the cycle, time after time after time, and think that things are going to change. Oh. This is what you are paid to do. Oh. To get everybody on the same page. Oh. Not run everybody out of here that you've brought in who can't get together on the same page. I thought you're Olive Garden so, buddies. It's, it's, it's you. There's nobody else but you. Oh, you want that? You want some of that smoke, Preller? You know what? Good for Darren. Oh, what the fuck do you mean good for Darren? What I mean is Darren doesn't do that. Darren doesn't make statements like that. Darren would be great if he did that all the time. Nobody hears. Everybody's listening to coaches. He always qualifies. He'll say something like that, then he'll go, I might be wrong after he says it to get himself off the hook. This time he didn't do it. He threw a jab right there at Preller. How do you justify your job? Uh, I tell you what. I was like, whew. It's angry out there. And then, how about this fuckface, Steve Woods? Do you see what he's up to No, tonight? not at all. What does Steve do? Steve wrote tonight that he was talking about, uh, talking about you know, what happened. Everything got uh, Preller, or not Preller, uh, what's that asshole's name? Tingler. <clears throat> Tingler gets fired today. Yeah. And uh, so Steve said, people asked Steve, uh, you know, hey, what do you make of this? And he said, you know what? I haven't been on the air with the chance to respond yet. Look out. Here comes the heat. Wait a second. So he's telling everyone, wait for what he has to say in 20 hours? You got to save it. Okay. You got to wake up at five o'clock. I don't think he's on at five. Oh, I thought he was. (laughs) He hasn't been on at five in a long time. Look, the, the fake fucking tough guy routine today from local media is the most tired fucking bullshit ever. Because all these guys didn't say shit yeah. when everything was falling apart. And when I asked fucking Woods three weeks ago, why the fuck nobody's calling out Preller? Oh, he's beloved. Well, now all of a sudden, what the fuck changed in three weeks? We sat here three weeks ago saying Preller's the problem. And everybody, no, 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 no. Come on. He's loved. Who gives a shit? What am I going to do with my t-shirt? GM Rockstar if they fire him. God. Yeah, so now all of a sudden, right? <laughs> now all of a sudden today. You all go, of a sudden. Yeah, you go over, uh, you go all around Twitter tonight. Everybody's got their geese with their sleeves cut off. Yes. And they've cinched up their yellow belts. And everybody's out there in the fucking dojo ready to take on everybody. Sit the fuck down. It, it, nobody gives a shit what Darren thinks tonight, okay? <laughs> nobody gives a shit. Where the fuck was this two months ago? From everybody. Not just Darren, but everybody. I understand the 97.3 stuff because... They have a partnership, but really, where has everybody been? You guys have been watching this for seven years. I think seven it, years, man. What the fuck? We I, all knew. I hate to say it, Jeff. We knew in the way it was going. We knew in April you were going to burn your bullpen out. We knew it. I, I think today. I think what pushed Darren over the top and what pushed Steve over the top is that that there's uh, no one to fight with. No, that once the guy gets on a plane, it's easy to go after Tingler. No, yeah, you better keep going. Okay, well, I can't hear you. I'm 2,000 miles away now. No, I, I didn't I didn't really hear anybody taking shots Dude. at Tingler today. I heard him taking shots at Preller. Yesterday, it was, all, it was all Tingler. It has been Tingler for about three weeks. But I'm telling you, we called out those fuckers. We called them oh. all out. 
Oh, what are you guys doing? What do you know? You're in a garage. Okay, yeah, fine. That's what I fucking hear. And then That's everybody a- does the same show <laughs> three weeks later. But yeah, what do we fucking know, right? We told you what was going to happen. We gave you well, the blueprint. Well, let's do it again. Because it feels like we're three weeks ahead of everybody else. The fucking problem on the team is not Jace Tingler. The fucking problem isn't Eric Hosmer. And the fucking problem isn't AJ Preller. There is one problem with that team. And the fucking problem is Pete Seidler. It's one hundred percent on pete seidler because pete seidler came out tonight fucking oblivious to what the fuck is going on in that building and said a guy's job couldn't be more safe more safe one hundred percent this falls on pete seidler hey he does great things in the community fantastic we're lucky to have him so do i you don't do shit oh i do more than you uh bullshit what do you do you fucking sit down here and Watch TikTok videos. Well, I'm fuck- resting after, huh? after I save the world. Well, that's true. God bless you. Listen, remember when we were sold that bill of goods that this guy has fucking O'Malley blood in him? Yes. I'm sick of the day, Dave. You think Walter O'Malley would put up with this shit? Fuck no. You're 100% right. That's a great point. You think Peter O'Malley would put up with this no. shit? No. Walter wouldn't go for it at all, though. You're right on with that shit. Of course. And so this fucking guy... Walter was the attorney for the Dodgers that fucking bamboozled the original owner out and yeah. stole the team from him. Yeah. He's not taking that shit. You're right. Listen, Pete well, deserves... Peter bracelets is what would Walter do? Shit. <laughs> WWWD? <laughs> Did we work there one time? Did we do mornings on WWWD? <laughs> I think we were there. Point. You just uh, You just made it right there. The fucking problem is 100% Pete Seidler. And what sucks is we know that he committed the money to Tatis. He committed the money. I mean, the fucking guy did $180 million payroll. Never had that. There's no question from anybody who's ever dealt with him that he's a wonderful guy. It's great. You know what? He's not a wonderful owner. Because he cannot acknowledge that he has a fucking problem. 19 Tony Gwynn drive is burning and pete's out front playing his fucking fiddle hey everybody come in nobody wants to fucking go in so now everybody's you know oh you want more of that fucking smoke in there you want some of that preller preller kick his ass (laughs) would you watch that fight i'd watch any fight right now yeah but okay were you surprised when he said there couldn't be a general manager more safe than him not in the slightest. Not in the slightest. Because Were you disappointed by him saying that? Or you just knew I've that's what he was I've been disappointed by say. everything he's done, Dave, recently, because he refuses to acknowledge there's a problem. And then, you know, yeah, you turn on fucking coach today, right? <laughs> Fuck. It doesn't matter. Coach's show is so good. I, I go to lunch at 120. Hey, let's go out to Gary. Hey, coach, I got a couple ideas. Oh, let me hear him, Gary. Well, I think, uh, I think I'd sign Kershaw on an incentive-based deal. And I'm like, this fucking asshole. <laughs> coach is like, oh, well, you know, he looked a little banged up. Yeah, you think so, coach? Fucking was crying like Gavin Lux. Way to go out with your edgy take. What else you got, Gary? You know, I'd like them to give a call to Bob Guerin. I go, are you fucking kidding me? And coach didn't go, hey, Gary, you know what? Uh... There are friends that care about you. 
Coach is fucking, I don't know if Bob Guerin's interested in this job. What the fuck are we doing here on local radio at 120 <laughs> in the afternoon? Do you think it was Bob Guerin? Shit. Coach talked about <laughs> Phil Nevin today. Dude, I, why does everyone kiss Phil Nevin's ass? Because he fucking played for the pods? God damn, right? Did you see that stat that Phil Nevin has gotten 22 guys thrown out at home plate for the Yankees this year? Well, I saw the one last night. Yeah. 22. But, but That's crazy. Hey, I'll tell you one thing. Coach, you know, it wouldn't be bad if you coached this team. Hey, they'd get their pants dirty. What? Fuck are we doing here? Fuck are we doing here? So I miss I miss Darren bringing the fucking hands to Preller because I was so busy yeah. listening to Gary. <laughs> yeah, suggest Bob Garen. And they get their pants dirty. He also said he couldn't deal with the general manager telling him how to run a tip ball club. Oh, he'd fucking do it. He'd dance like fucking Mr. Bojangles. You got AJ. I'll put, hey, you want, uh, what do you think I should do here? He said when he makes the lineup out, he wants to be left alone. Well, he is fucking left alone. He's at USIU. There's one guy in the stands. Who the fuck's there? The late, great Dave Garcia? <laughs> hey, Dave, you just stay over there and let me do the lineup. Who the fuck's telling him <laughs> to write the card at USIU? <laughs> Brad Buto, the former hockey coach? <laughs> Pete Pointland was the only guy who gets that reference, but he'll love it. Who the fuck interfered there? At Miracosta, who the fuck jumped at John Maffey? Hey, Fee. I'm not going to tell you again. Sit down. <laughs> that fucking that dude. Uh, this whole and then did you hear Bernie, 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 Bernie? Did you hear him? Yeah. I sent Bernie a text. I said, "Hey, you know what? If you felt like taking a second to get your shit together, uh, AJ Casavell would appreciate it." <laughs> this is probably back about a thousand LOLs. <laughs> I, listen, every everybody's going to be a tough guy and go after Preller. Preller's not the problem. I mean, the problem is Pete Seidler. For letting Preller hang around. Yeah. hundred. Listen, AJ keeps crashing the car, and Pete keeps buying him new cars. Exactly right. That's a good point. You're right. So here's the deal. There's no way that Seidler would run any other business that he owns this way. Not one. No, but it tells you he's cashing checks down there, right? Yeah. I mean, you say you want to win, and you say the window of opening a championship is all that matters, and we demand more, and I'm going to go look in the mirror. Dude, what do you mean you're going to go look Who? in the mirror? Oh, bullshit. Siler's going to go look in the mirror. He Is takes that what he the said? blame. He's going to no, he sit didn't. down and look in the mirror. He didn't take any fucking blame. He ran Jace out of here and fucking uh, Wayne Kirby. <laughs> Pretty edgy. Well, here you go. So you fire your pitching coach, which everyone thought was a Bush League move. Larry? <laughs> yeah, you fire Larry. They wait to the last minute to dump Jace today because, as nobody seemed to know the rules, Major League Baseball has a rule. At, today was the cutoff. To make your move, otherwise you would have had to wait for the World Series to be over. They had to do it today. I love the I love the discussion today. Hey, you know what? Maybe maybe Pete stepped in and said Jace has to go. <laughs> oh wow! Wouldn't you love to be a fly on the wall for that, Dave? My God, how? Oh, and I think uh, I kind of like to keep Jace. I think he's got a lot of things. No. Uh, I think Jace has to go. Well, you know, he came with me from... It's bullshit. <laughs> there was none of that fucking conversation going. It's the inmates running the asylum down there. And like I said earlier, Seidler's out front, right? Playing the banjo. Yeah. And just having a blast. And I get it. I know all the things he's been through in his life. I get it. But he's ruining the baseball team. And he's ruining the window of opportunity for Fernando. Now... The only thing that Pete may do 
and it wouldn't put it. Would you tell me if you'd put this past okay. him? He might just say, run that fucking payroll to 300 million. Well, then he has to pay that luxury tax. They're right there. You know what I mean? So the Dodgers and Padres are on pace to run basically the luxury tax. I got it. But if you're going to raise ticket prices, which you told everyone you are, then fucking go for it. He might. Because your only way out of it, as we've talked about on the show, is to dump guys is you're going to have to throw prospects in otherwise. Well, you you don't have any left. Well, we have ones that we like. We all like, you and I, we like Castle a lot and we like Abrams a lot. You don't want to throw those guys in to dump Hosmer's contract or Myers or any of those guys. But if you're willing to to eat your mistakes and not get rid of those guys, that's what you need. Because the only way you can go after free agents right now, unless you're willing to go on the luxury tax, is to dump those contracts. Well, there's no market for them. I can't imagine. Who the fuck wants those guys? We don't want those guys. Unless you're, you know, everybody seems to think that with the new CBA and the universal DH, that all of a sudden the, the GM... For the Braves is going to be lined up to, hey, I need Hosmer. Come on, AJ. Come on. Throw Myers in, too. What do you want? Kind of freed back. Yeah. You son of a bitch. Can you imagine if Freddie Freeman left as a free agent and they replaced him with Hosmer? People in Atlanta lose <laughs> no. their fucking mind. They Fuck. lose their mind. And then you've heard, you know, the Marlins, they got to spend a little bit of money to show they're trying. You could see them going after Hosmer, being a Miami guy. Oh, I'll be on the edge of my seat. Yeah. I mean, it's like, if I, then AC, fucking AC. I wrote him a note the other day. I go, dude, I don't know how you do this shit. They got that poor fucker writing <laughs> 900 different things. But then he does a position by position yeah, breakdown. I saw that. And I go, okay, well, this should be interesting. Now, let's start a catcher. You know, Austin Nola fucking got hurt opening the mail. But the team's going to hope that he plays 125 games. Huh? What? I guess Nola's back. Okay, great. Now, Victor Caratini. See, out of fucking town. Caratini was the personal catcher for you, Darvish, and had two big moments in the year. Next year, the Padres are going to hope that's... And that, next year? What? And it was the same shit. Yes. Position by position. But apparently, they're going to go and get Kevin Mitchell or Barry Bonds to play left field, because that was the only place where he only said... Only opening the head. Yeah. Grisham back, Myers yeah. back, uh, fucking Frazier. Oh, Frazier was his upgrade in left field. But he, hold on. He had Frazier in left, but then when you look at it, he had Cronenworth going to first and Frazier going to second. It kind of gave you two different options. Uh, he's a little punchy. Been yeah. right a lot. And I was like, holy shit. Darvish back, right? Paddock back. Hey, uh, Lamette would like to be a starter, but he was hurt most of the year. We saw. So the Padres aren't sure that'll happen. Breaking news. Play the sounder, Dave. Breaking fucking news. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Lamette, I mean, they ruined that kid. But you know what? Pete couldn't be happier. Hey, we're all going to look in the mirror. And what are you going to see? What are you going to see? You see that fucking picture of Joaquin Phoenix putting the Joker makeup on. Because that's what the fuck you guys have turned into. All kidding aside, Dave, do you think Preller knows tonight that there is legit, like, and we're fucking around with Darren and fucking around with Steve. Those guys have protected him a lot. We protected him on this show. I I fought his battle. Yeah, you have. Yeah. But now, Preller's got to look around and go, dude, 
lot of guys that have been pretty good to me in the media are kicking the shit out of me tonight. And I'm sorry, you can't go back and have the funny, goofy, hey, you want to go to Olive Garden conversation. Yeah. Darren burned that bridge tonight. Do you, th- do, you think, do you think he pays attention to it at all? I do. Do you I think actually he does? do. Yeah, I actually do. I think his core preller is a really good dude. I'm sure he is. It, yeah. none, none of that means anything no, to us. No, but why I say that, Dave, is because we've had guys that have come through here, and I think about John Butler, and I think about Sandy Alderson, yeah. that were just fucking assholes. At, at their core, they were just assholes, and you were like, they couldn't give less of a fuck what anybody in the local media thought across the board. Gene Klein was one of those guys, right? I don't think the Spanos family gave a shit. I do think Pete cares. I do think AJ cares. I think I think Pete's a good dude. I don't I, to the point Pete's such a good dude, he won't make the right move and fire Preller. I don't think Preller's a good dude. I mean, look what he did, dude. He he fired everybody that he hired to make decisions to represent him. Everyone that was a representative True. of him, he stabbed him in the back. But I'm just saying, yes, I wouldn't want to work for him. No, it's a, exactly, Dave. I think you're spot on with that. You're you're right. I'm just saying, like, in general conversation, yeah, he's respectful to everybody. But you're right. I think that was the point that Darren made tonight was that, yeah, you hired all these fuckers. Well, yeah, everybody said that. We've said it for two fucking yeah. years. But he went for it. The, the analogy that we made two shows ago was, sure, it was easy to cheer for him because it was a little bit like deal or no deal. Yeah. And they had offered him $300,000 on that show. And AJ went for it. And then he ended up with $5. But you don't give him another fucking chance. You go, hey, man, you were the rock star GM. And you threw the fucking dice. And, it, and you pissed out. And now we're yeah. cashing in our chips. We got to try to fucking save this team with a different vision. The Dodgers are playing tonight. The Giants are playing later this week. If the Dodgers win this game, tied 1-1 as we watch it in the ninth, they play later in this week. Yeah. And they are in your division. The guy that you are allowing to make the decisions is not as good as the guys in L.A. and the guys in San Francisco. It's been clearly demonstrated in L.A. year for year, every year, and it's been clearly demonstrated this year in San Francisco. Yeah, 28 games back at the Giants. Right. And so if you look at that, you say, we're in direct competition. How is our guy doing against their guy? He's a distant third. That doesn't cut it. When you're raising ticket prices, Pete Seidler, which you've done, your problem is A.J. Preller. Yeah. But Pete Seidler's the problem because he wants us all to think that he's got it figured out, and he doesn't. He doesn't. Deep pockets, he'll spend the money, Great, but he won't make the tough decision. And sorry, that's a problem for me. That's it's it's very very frustrating because when you look at the teams they finished ahead of, they went into the season with an idea that they weren't going to compete. Meaning the Rockies knew they threw in the towel and when they traded Arenado, they knew that Trevor Story was probably yeah. going to be traded midway through the season. Bud Black knew he didn't have a team to compete. The Diamondbacks had zero guys None. to compete. And then you go, okay, you finished ahead of those guys. And not by a huge margin, by the way, over the Rockies. Yeah. The Rockies actually owned you during the season. The Giants were the big surprise. But again, 28 games back, when everyone thought this was a team that only could win the division, but had a chance of, of winning the National League pennant going to the World Series. So so how long do we wait before they announce Ron Washington? 
Okay, th- th- so here's my question for you. Let me throw throw some names, okay? Because okay. I, I think most people are thinking Ron Washington. You got to wait for the Braves, right, to finish out before you name Warren sure. Rochman. And again, Major League Baseball doesn't want you to make an announcement now until after the World Series. So they might have their guy and they talk behind the scenes like we all know it works out. So well, let's go. Ron Washington, mm-hmm. Buck Showalter, mm-hmm. Bruce Bochy, Mike Sosha. Okay, those are yeah. four names that you're hearing a lot. And then one name that came up today was Dusty Baker because he's oh. a free agent. Oh, Dusty Baker's a free agent from the Astros after this season. Well, it's funny. I I talked to a couple of people in that organization just to gauge, and and they're like everybody else, right? I mean, they're just like, I don't know where we're going. It just feels like it's rudderless at this point. But one of the people in the organization brought up Dusty. I just think, Dave, that as much as I would love Dusty, as much as I would love Bochir, I don't know how you expect any of those guys to come here and work with Preller. I'm with you. I just don't because he can't. This idea that he's going to change who he is, right, and then he's going to change. I mean, I I put out a thing the other day and and asked some people, and and we'll save these for when uh, when Stephen Mike are in here. Like, what do you what do you think it's going to take to get this changed around? And somebody who was nice enough to respond said, uh, well, you know, Preller's got to learn how to be a, a CEO. And we'll, and we'll get into all of it. I'll go through them. Well, he's not going to change, no. man. Can't teach an old dog new tricks. No. And as long as the guy who he reports to thinks he's flawless, yeah. he's not going to. That's why you're going to have another guy with Ranger ties brought in and introduced for the photo op. Yeah. You know, I wondered tonight, huh. I, I, I'm nothing. This is just pure speculation. I wonder if this, you know, some of this going on behind the scenes led to Ron walking away. Ron oh, Fowler. really? Yeah. That's interesting. I don't know. I mean, we know Ron's very impatient, right? I mean, Ron expects results right away. Ron's a good man, but Ron's a very, very successful businessman. Yeah. And he's old. I mean, Ron, what I mean he's old is that he knows he's close to 80, and if we're going to win a World Series, I want to do it before I pass. That's what I would be thinking. Yeah. And and remember Ron said heads are going to roll. Yeah. Well, I I took that at the time as a direct finger point at AJ. Yeah. Well, me too. Right? Me, me too. Now, when you look, Ron leaves, AJ gets extended out for a couple more years. How does that happen? It's embarrassing. It is. I mean, honestly, God, how does that happen? Yeah, it's it's really. I mean, you went through. Jeff went through it a week ago, two weeks ago, as far as win loss records and what he yeah. averages. He averages more than ninety losses a season as a GM. But hey, he couldn't be more safe. Now again, that could all just be for the media. And, yeah. But I don't know what what indication have we been given? Yeah. That anything's going to change. And I think it's the safest bet, right? Darren, Darren, Marty, and, and Jimmy do their best bet. It's a funny bet. The best bet is the next guy coming in here is a, has some kind of ranger tie. Exactly right. And, and that's Pete, not any edgy take from me and Dave. That's just what he does. It's what he does. And Pete allows it. So let me ask you, if you're Ron Washington, you know you didn't get the job last time. You uh-huh. had to be a little bit pissed. Everybody wants to be, you know, wanted. Yep. At the same time, I don't think he keeps him from from taking the job. I don't think he goes, fuck you, because yeah. you turned me down two years ago. Now you need me. I mean, whoever comes in, think first thing you have to think in your mind, not only did I get a chance to be in a great ballpark with uh, with a, a team with talent, 
but I get the number one player in the National League on my roster. Every yeah. day I get to write that in. Yeah. That's a plus. Whereas as thinking about Dusty, Correa is leaving as a free agent. Yeah. Your team's going to get weaker. Plus, everywhere they go, you know what affects Dusty. Dusty hates the fact they get booed on the road every time they go out. Yeah, he talks enough. about it all the time. Dusty would be cool. And I, I was saying, talking to people within the organization, Dave, and one of them said, man, they had the shot to get Dusty. Yeah. And Dusty walks in and gets shit done. That'd be cool. I don't think it ever happens. I just don't. I, I think Dusty, depending on what happens with the Astros, yeah, I think they move quick. I really do. I think you can name Ron Washington manager and just announce, you know, have the photo op afterwards. But the one thing that he gets away with if he goes with Washington or Showalter, and I, I know people have mentioned it, and I mean, it didn't seem to bother him last time. Previous off-the-field issues with Ron yeah. Washington. Um, Ron didn't get fired from the Rangers. He walked away. Remember? Yeah. He had to get his shit together. Yeah. But whether it's Washington or Showalter, he can skate on what he said today, yeah. that the guy coming in is going to have say in the coaches that he brings in. Yeah, there's no way you're telling Buck Showalter who you're bringing in. No, but he's he's yeah. your buddy. Yeah. He's your Ranger guy, and he's established, so... So Buck gets to do Don't it. do you think, though, he'd be the first guy, meaning let's say it's Buck, okay? Buck would be the first guy, whether it's Buck, Boach, any of those guys, Baker, that would that he would have to look at Preller and go, I'm intimidated by the guy I just brought in. Like, he's been around this game longer than I've been around this game. Oh, I don't think AJ's intimidated by anything. He should be. Yeah, AJ's got the complete fucking... But no resume to show for it. But he, if, he, if that's what well, he thinks walking in that door. But what resume are you selling this fan base on Buck Showalter? Well, I didn't. I brought it no, up to no, you a I'm month ago. No, I'm just saying yeah. in general. If yeah. you're, if you're, teams always seem to get better after Buck leaves, except for the Orioles. But otherwise, they've always gotten better. Diamondbacks, Yankees, they all got better after he left. But what do, what are we buying at a twenty percent increase if Buck Showalter's the guy? I love somebody the other day you're said buying a babysitter. That's what he's for. He's a babysitter for that clubhouse. That's why you're bringing him in. Yeah, somebody wrote the other day. Well, he checks all the boxes. What did he work for the fucking Rangers? Yeah. What else did he do? Well, he was the manager of the year one year. Jeff, you ever fucking pay attention to that? I like he said Jim Sunberg last week, last show. <laughs> Jim Sunberg, I said last night. <laughs> Everybody, what a pleasure it is. Thanks for coming out in this heat. Uh, we had an extensive search, and we would like to introduce the newest manager of the Padres, the ninth that I've hired in my seven years here, Julio Franco. <laughs> and Julio wants to be a player manager. You know, Julio always thought yeah. he could still play. Yeah, I mean, who's left? Juan Gonzalez. That's funny as hell. Right? Gary Pettis. Yes. Oh, my God. Who else do we have? That's funny as shit, dude. Oh, my gosh. That's funny. Juan gone. Right? Yeah. Go. Yeah. Alvis yeah. Andrus. Oh, my gosh. Who the fuck said today? I, I watched Kaplan had a, a clip. Adrian's. Adrian Beltre? Not Adrian Beltre. Adrian Gonzalez wants the job. He's a former Ranger. He is a former Ranger. That's true. He was a former Ranger. Same was Mark Teixeira. You want to bring him in? Eastlake guy. Did Mark yeah. Loretta ever play there? No, Mark Loretta never played there. No chance. He doesn't get it. He doesn't get the chance. You're out, Loretta. But he was uh, assistant to the GM, yeah, right? Yeah, he was. Same with, you know, yeah, you have a lot of guys that are San Diego Tosh. It's just, uh, it's just such a drag, Dave. It, it is. It really is just such a drag. It, it's just, there's so many good, good people that, that bought into it. Yeah. That were... What are you doing? That's my, my kid. Yeah, well, tell him <laughs> to get his shit together. Um, nah, it's just a drag. 
just a drag for everybody. Yeah. Because it it did you get the um <laughs> did you get the email today for the pre-sale for holiday bowl tickets? No, I didn't. I mean, right now you you have Padres. Yes. That's it. Holiday bowl tickets went on sale today. If you want the pre-sale code, I'll give you mine. It's HB Petco. And field goes across, right? From yeah. from like uh third base side out to like right center field. If you're up in the highest level, yeah, and you go up high, give me an idea. Just you didn't get it. Let's say uh Dave, I'm gonna say I'm gonna put you down too. You're gonna be not put you down like, hey, fuck you, asshole. I'm going to put you down. That's coming later. It came when he walked in the garage. Oh, yeah, I think it did. You're at the 10-yard line up high at Petco in the, uh, you know. I'll for say, for a ball game that's not relevant? Yeah, 10 rows from the top. How much do you think you're paying a ticket? 30 bucks. <laughs> uh, it's good. Really? Uh, two drinks. No, 90 a fucking ticket. Wow. Cheapest fucking ticket. To see a game that means absolutely nothing with no stars. From the, well, yeah, 90 a ticket. I'd rather go to the Shriner game. I'll go to the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. (laughs) No, I won't be going to the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. But then the the article that they wrote in the UT the other day. Yeah. That this town's freaking out about is the season tickets for the Aztecs. Hey, you know, when I went to Qualcomm, I paid 111 a seat. Now they want $5,000. Yeah, they do, asshole. They fucking do. Because it's a fucking $90 million stadium or whatever the fuck they're building down there. It seats 21,000 people. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I said to the young man, are you serious? And he said, pay up, flat ass. I said, well, I don't appreciate that. He said, well, then get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Go on down to the Hare Krishna and get your free breakfast. (laughs) Crocodile arms. I said, I'll put a whooping on you. And then he fucked me up. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Uh, Like I I said to my kids, um, I said, hey, maybe we'll look into Aztec season tickets. That article came out the other day. I laughed my ass off. I go, there's no chance I'm paying for that shit. No, I don't know. There's others. Um, Tom Abels, who was so great, was the guy that had seen 700 straight games. Yeah. They interviewed his son. And, and I get it. It's for the premium club, right? Wicker's saying that, that they're trying to sell premium club seats. And maybe after the start of the year, there'll be other seats available. You'll have to buy a PSL. But he's saying that it's going to be much more manageable for families and everything else. We'll see. But that's what JD's saying. So... Uh, Show both sides. But Tom Abel's son said, hey, man, I'm excited about the new stadium. I know the new stadium cost a lot of money to build. We're in. So there were there were guys that said, hey, we're doing our part. Costa will be in. Yeah, he'll be in. Yeah. He'll be, he already is. Oh, see? Yeah, he told us what he pays. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. And then this is the yeah. other funny thing. Still, they don't play anybody on that schedule. No. No, I mean, I know they're trying to move. But no, I was they like, said they're fine with the Mountain West. For now. For now. But the, the well, because the AAC came calling. They want, they, they have their eye on, on bigger fish. 
Because to Wicker's credit, he knows, fuck, I'm not going to sell any seats here. Jesus. Right? I'm not going to get Phil's barbecue to buy in from trying to sell AAC games. Although the idea of Army-Navy, that was all kind of cool. It's not. You can schedule those guys as non-conference games. You, you yes, got to go. 100% right. So uh, Sunday, I was at SoFi. You were there Monday night. Yeah. My son and I go to the game. I love the asshole the other day who writes on uh, Twitter. You and I had called out the Padres. Some fuckhead goes, well, Jeff's in L.A. watching a football game, so what does he know? Hey, what a brilliant point. What the fuck's that guy doing with anything? God, there's some stupid assholes on that platform. But um, I said to my son, I go, uh, you walk in. We'll talk about SoFi in a second. Yeah. You walk in. Everybody watched the game Monday night. You've probably seen other games. You've seen pictures. It really doesn't do it justice, man. You walk in there, and what Stan Kroenke built is insane. It's gorgeous. And I said to my son, I go, look, Jack, we bought 13-game Kings season ticket package. Yeah. They're all weekend games. I go, dude, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to call the Chargers, not because I cheer for those guys, but I go, let's look into Chargers season tickets because then we can come up. I can see the Raiders. You can see Pat Mahomes, right? You can see... Uh, whoever yeah but we could come up and watch nfl games and see somebody every week watch justin herbert and, and derwin james so i put a thing in for the chargers i said hey i'm just interested fuck dave for the chargers psl it's a thousand a seat okay they tell you it starts at a hundred a seat but that's because they have you on a 10-year payment plan yeah for a thousand per seat so we would have done three or four and then it's 115 uh, a ticket. Yeah. So you're at 1150, right? Yeah. And then another thought, I was like, all right, well, hey, all what? the best to you. I'll go buy tickets one game a year on StubHub for 29 bucks and, and say that's it. What would have been okay for you? Like, what, what number for were you the hoping Chargers? for? Yeah, what number are you hoping for? I mean, it's the NFL. I got it. But for the Chargers? Yeah. Yeah, I'd have paid about 100 a PSL up there <laughs> for that team. I, I just. But, but no, I mean, I get it. They're trying to get their money. And they, they, the Chargers season ticket seller was very nice. And, oh, Rams are a lot. Well, I'm not buying for the Rams either. Yeah, the Rams are a ton. Yeah, I mean, I went to it, had fun, but not a team I cheer for or, or invested in. Had a great time. But you just go, all right, that's cool. I'll, I'll go to the NHL this year and then figure out what we want to do. But... Yeah, I mean, for everybody that's Padres season ticket holders, look, I don't know. Ben made an interesting point the other day, Dave, and he said, hey, the one thing that we, we got to try to hang our hat on is that AJ's had pretty amazing off-seasons with the support of Pete Seidler the last couple of years. He's went out, he's made moves that we didn't expect, Yeah, whether it was Machado or Darvish and Snell, and and let's just hope that that maybe he can do something and re-energize the fan base. Nothing wrong with that. I go, yeah, we'll see. But I'm not a season ticket holder. I just I'm just somebody who loves that team. But I I as much as I grumble, man, those of you that that are paying that season ticket fee, and a lot of you we talk to a lot, man. I don't I don't know. I I give full credit to you. I I really genuinely tip my hat to you guys 
because you're like, yeah, shit's really frustrating right now, and I'm sticking in. You know, here's the deal with season tickets. I mean, let's be honest. As we've said on the show a million times, that really the NFL is probably the worst place to go to watch the game and study the game as a fan yeah. to the stadium. It's always better on TV. With everything you see and all the different angles, so many things you miss when you're sitting in the stands. But if you're going with a group of people, yeah, you know, let's say you're going with another family or five families and you're doing the whole tailgating, everything that goes with it, you're on cloud nine going, this is a great, great memories, great experience. But if you're going, let's say just you and your sons, I could see why you feel like, hey, it's a lot of money for an experience that I could get better off at home. Yeah, I will say this. I don't know how many of you have had the chance to go to SoFi. My buddy Rob Henney uh, runs the West Coast Horse Race Report. Yeah. And Rob was a longtime Chargers season ticket holder. A couple of years ago, he he made the decision to go with the Rams. And he's incredibly nice. And once a year, he takes myself, my buddy Jeff King from uh, Family Feud fame. Yeah. Family Feud fame. Yeah. We usually go with uh, Inland Empire law enforcement, Scott King, um, and, and me. And it's great. It's four guys that I've been friends with for a long, long time. You don't get to see each other a lot because of family. And Rob's amazing man yeah. he's got a parking pass he picks his, drives in from temecula picks everybody <laughs> up at la costa and we just go and it, it's genuinely just such a good time and scott couldn't make it and rob called me and said hey why don't you bring one of your sons oh that's awesome and i said okay so i said to kate and jack i go hey i got one seat for tomorrow kate goes you know what jack would love that he goes oh, dad cool. it's cool with me take jack so i that was really cool and so uh you know, for my son, Rob's watched him grow up on social media. Yeah. Jeff's watched him, and now they get a chance to meet. Jack had loved those guys. So it was really, really a great day. And you drive in. He's got VIP parking or right up front. And uh, you walk in, you go, this is amazing. Amazing. Right? It, it's unbelievable. Like, it takes your breath away, unbelievable. Yeah, I said to somebody, I go, look, I... The word, the first word that came to mind, I said to Jeff King, dude, this is pretty majestic. And we walked around, we saw NFL Network where yeah. their set is. I think you and Sean did. Yeah. And you just come in and you're you're there. And I'll be back there in two weeks for the Stones, which would be great. But um, man, if you're just if you're still mad about the Chargers, I get it. Yeah. I support it a hundred percent. Yeah. But if you're an NFL fan and it works within your budget. To go up there and see a game, uh, I would do it. I would do it. That was a blast. And and we got to watch Kyler Murray. And you know, I felt bad for Rob, who loves that Rams team. And they, they kind of didn't hang tight with the, with the Cardinals. Yep. But I hope he had as good a time as I had and my son had. Yeah, it was really, really outstanding. And what, right, Dave? I mean, that place, Better food wasn't bad. No, food was fine. Actually, the prices weren't bad. Everyone no. kept saying the prices were crazy. There was about what we'd pay at Petco, probably a little bit less, to be honest with you, for what I bought. It wasn't wasn't terrible, not like I thought it was going to be overpriced. Um, everything at the stadium is overpriced, but, I mean, compared to other ballparks, it wasn't yeah. as bad as I thought. So when you sit there and you look at, um, when you walk in and you see that lake was the first thing I, yeah. I noticed outside the stadium. There's this giant lake. I mean, it, the lake is so big. I think you could put Qualcomm in that lake. Like, it, it's it's giant. And you remember, it's the old Hollywood Park. For yes. any of us that ever went to Hollywood Park and felt like we had hit rock bottom, yeah. 
<laughs> and to go look at what Stan and I was joking on social media. I appreciate all of you that got the joke that said amazing to be in the house that Dino built. Dean had nothing to do with that. To see what Stan Kroenke put together in his team is really, really amazing. Yeah. And and starting, like you said, we started with NFL Network and then just made our way over. I think that's a little bit south and saw the lake. Gorgeous. Did you have any trouble getting... No, getting in, zero problem at all. From the stadium, right? Yeah. Just walking in? No, no problem at all. Agreed. Yeah, Same no, thing. No and we were sold out. And we walked around the parking lot and saw a lot of Charger fans and Raider fans. There, from where we were, there were no fights. Everyone got along better than I've ever seen. Now, I know there were some fights, I guess, because I've seen the videos of them. Yeah. But there was nothing around us. Everything was really smooth and easygoing. But I'm looking at that lake, Jeff, and I'm first thing I thought was, if the Chargers ever win an AFC championship game here or the Rams ever win yeah. an AFC championship game, people are jumping in that fucking lake. Yeah, well, you I, know, I mean, think about it. If there's a Super Bowl there this year. Yeah. If the Packers or Steelers, let's say, won the Super Bowl, those maniacs are jumping in that fucking lake. Well, you saw the fight. <laughs> you saw the fight a couple of weeks ago at the Rams game. I think it was the Rams-Cowboy game. Yeah. And they were fighting right there. And the one guy just got thrown right in the lake. And the guy filming is just dying laughing. That was really good. I just would say this, and it's probably being a little bit of Captain Obvious. Yeah. If you go up there and check it out, it's a really, really cool place to see a game. I would think probably like going to Dallas Yeah. to see a game, right, even if you're not a Cowboy fan. But just don't fool yourself into thinking, man, we could have had this in San Diego. No. no you aren't no. getting $7 billion stadium in San Diego. No. I mean, when you drove by the new Aztec Stadium on the way there and – it looks like obviously a shed compared looks to like a drive-in theater. It does. It does. It's, what are they it's, showing in there? Halloween? <laughs> they showing Halloween? Can we see Halloween. Jamie Lee? Halloween, dude. It's uh, it, it's it's amazing. It's it's worth seeing. As much as people might say they hate LA, you got to see it. Yeah, you go. Got, I mean, got, go by go see one game. You got go or, go to the fucking Jimmy Kimmel Bowl. Yeah, it's fucking insane. Or go to go to a concert. Yeah, There's a thousand concerts coming up. There um, are. I saw Kenny Chesney's coming. He's next year. He said, yeah. "Man, I'm going back on the road." He goes, "Now that COVID's getting in check, and I'm coming to SoFi." Yeah, <laughs> uh, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if the um, I don't know if the Aztecs will get a chance to play a game there, right? I mean, just yeah. go. But you go, wow, that that's pretty cool. Now I have a question for you. You and I talked about this. Four or five years ago, when yeah. they first started putting the shovel in the ground. I don't get, I mean, I get the Coliseum is on the grounds at USC, and they just put all that money in. Yeah. Don't you think at some point UCLA should look and say, dude, we should be playing here? I would. It's so much closer to Westwood than the Rose Bowl. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sidelines, the whole thing, dude. That's it's a great call. You say that. So I mean, if you aren't aware, it's right by LAX. It's good, just going the opposite direction. When you turn off a century, you're just going the other way. National it's, championship game is going to be yeah. heading there oh, for yeah. sure, right? But I mean, think about all those UCLA fans who say they don't go to the Rose Bowl because they don't want to get on the buses or fight going to Pasadena. Yeah, dude, it makes it so much easier for UCLA saying this has to be our home field. It's too bad San Diego State didn't say, yeah. "Hey, <laughs> we want to play this year here." Yeah, with our parents. Watching, because nobody goes and watches those games. Well, goddamn, if I'm crunky, I would have been like, dude, I need every yeah. bit of revenue exactly I can get right. to get people in here. Yeah. That would be interesting if the UCLA thing would happen. On TV, the Rose Bowl's insane, but the, the UCLA doesn't do as well as they should as far as drawing fans. Well, it, it felt like, I, I don't want to say it felt like Petco the first yeah. time, because 
again, credit to Pete and credit to Ron Fowler and their team down there, that if you remember what Petco used to be, when you walked in, everything was the same silver signs, and it was like Friar Franks and beer. There was no hodads in there. There was no no, uh, seaside market. There was no brigantine. So what, what Seidler and Fowler, and I don't think, trying to think of who had, I don't think that was Morad. So I don't know if John Moores deserves some of that credit, but where, where Petco is today, man, yeah. you, you walk in there and walk around. That's pretty goddamn great. Going to Western Metals Supply Building and all the other things that they do year in and year out. No, I give those guys, they, they are very committed to the fan experience down there. It's a lot of fun, but... Yeah, if you're a football fan and you miss it, I'm not saying you have to get back on the Chargers bandwagon, but that now I want to go to Vegas and check and it see, out and Compare. see Allegiant. Yeah, but I I just think as great as Allegiant probably is, that that was pretty wild the other day. So before the game, uh, Jim Trotter walked down to say hello. He was working oh, for nice. NFL Network, and and we I asked Jim. I said, Jim, do you think? that the Charger fan base grows here. And he goes, it will never be what Dean expects it to be. And I'm watching Justin Herbert, who's, I mean, he's a stud. Young player, much better than I ever thought he'd be. I'll be the first to say, man, I missed on that one. That kid is great. He's almost exciting when you talk about young quarterbacks in the league. He's behind, Mahomes is number one. Yeah. But he's right there with the Lamar Jacksons, all those guys, the young quarterbacks that you go, fuck, this guy's a player. And he's a player. And And I'm not saying the Chargers are going to grow a tremendous fan base, but it wouldn't surprise me if they did. Because when you're a kid and you go out, you throw the football, and when you were young in Minnesota, yep. you Fran Tarkenton, nobody wanted to be Philip Rivers. Nobody wanted to throw the ball like an idiot. Philip Rivers had a horrible <laughs> delivery, right? Nobody wanted to throw yeah. like Uncle Rico. Justin <laughs> Herbert's cool. Yeah, I mean he, he's cool. The legs hair, work, the hair, long hair, the, the, the arm, everything about Justin Herbert is cool. He's he's going to be a rock star in that fucking city. Yeah. He's the guy to get things going. The uniforms, the colors, everything that you wanted here in San Diego are cool. I don't know if I bought into those yellow pants. The well, they, they mix and match like crazy. They have yeah. all, all the different ones. But my point is there were more Charger fans there than I've ever seen in L.A. because I did all the games at the soccer stadium. Yeah. There are a lot of lot of uh, Charger fans that surprised me. I'm not saying it was 50-50, but a shitload more than I've ever seen. Yeah. they. Um, well, and listen, I, I watched that game the other night. Yeah. As a Raider fan, it's a little bit like being a Padre fan recently, where especially being a Padre fan during the last couple of months, where it just felt like they were looking for a way to lose yeah, and and expected to lose, to the Raiders are. The Raiders got out to a 3-0 start, and then you watched them the other day. Goddamn Carr just looking directly at his one receiver, eyes never scanned yeah. the field, just so frustrating to watch that team taking nothing away from the Chargers. Chargers played big. But, yeah, you watched it. And and I was saying, Dave, I went uh, to the Rams game Sunday with my buddy Jeff King, who yeah. still loves the Clippers. And we came in up century so we could see where everything is yeah. now cordoned off where Steve Ballmer is building that brand-new arena for the Clippers. Do you realize that Ballmer has now is or is in the process of going through the city of Los Angeles and repaving. This is what Jeff told me. Repaving game over. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Chris Taylor just hit a home run? Yeah. With two outs in the ninth? 
Yeah. Holy shit, dude. He was like seven for his last 84. How about that Cardinal fan base, though? Holy best in baseball. Best in baseball. Holy shit, dude. Jordan Bean comes through. Jordan Bean. Dude, wow. I, dude, I missed it. I was looking at Jeff. I didn't, yeah. see, I didn't see it. All right, here, here was my question. I didn't know the answer. I was hoping we were just going to see what happened. Yeah. But my question to you was, if this thing went extra innings, was it the rules where they put a guy on second, or are they going to no. play? They weren't. It was going to be like a normal baseball. Correct. And, that, cool. and according to baseball writer the other day, uh, we've seen the end of that. It's yeah. not coming back next year either. So no more runner okay. on second base for, God, he crushed it. Real baseball. Yeah, and now we get Dodgers and Giants. Which, which is insane because they've never great. faced each other in the postseason. Man, the emotion between yeah. these games? Oh, my God. Starting Thursday? So here's here's my... my Wait. Go ahead. Friday. Starting it's, Friday. One quick... Let me finish yeah, the ball. Finish what part. you're saying. I want to ask you something about because this Because you're, you're talking about the Chargers yeah. and, and digging their way. Balmer's building this brand new arena. And what they said the other day was that he is committed to going through to the public... Uh, basketball courts, having them all repaved and putting clipper backboards up. And the, oh, the, that's the, smart. And the thing that we were talking about were kids growing up that are going to play on these courts that have clipper backboards. Yeah. And, and right, the, the yeah. pad under the hoop. Smart. Smart. But does it move the needle ultimately, or will it always be a Lakers tap? Man, I tell you, you what, it's always been a Laker town for the longest time, right? I mean, it used yeah. to be guys like Byron Scott and Eldon Campbell, they went to Inglewood High School down the street. Yeah. And they'd all the stories of them sneaking in and, and everything else to go to Laker games and then they're Lakers. It is tough. You got to win. Everybody wants to be associated with a winner. I mean, that's what it comes down to. If you're the Clippers, you got to win. And things right now don't look anywhere close to being great for the fact that they're taught Kawhi is going to miss the whole season. That's what my son said the yeah. other day. ACL? Dude, it's all, everything's so quiet with Kawhi. Yeah. You know, everything's a secret. Poor Bomber. I mean, you want to talk about a guy you root for, and it's like everything he touches, it never seems to work out. You know, it's kind of kind of horseshit. I tell you, I watched the Lakers today, though, and they look terrible, too. And Anthony Davis says, man, this team's way behind where we need to be. And everyone told Anthony Davis, shut the fuck up. Don't tell everybody we aren't ready. <laughs> shut up, all of you. Um, Just so... Circling back to what we said at the start. Yeah. Uh, David Schoenfeld, ESPN, has written tonight, firing Jace Tingler doesn't solve the real problem with the Padres. If you're Pete Seidler, you got to be, Dave, right? You have to be shocked at this. Yeah. I mean, it's such a... Look, we're watching the Dodgers celebrate right now on the field. The Padres should have been either in this game or waiting for the Dodgers to play this game. It's just, it's just insane to think not only were you not competitive, you were 28 games out. Uh, Dave Schoenfeld writes tonight, in firing Tingler after previously signing president of baseball operations A.J. Preller to a contract extension in February that reportedly runs through 2026, Padres ownership under chairman Peter Seidler is sticking with its long-term commitment to Preller. This is Schoenfeld. I think the question is not so much whether firing Tingler was the right move, but whether Preller can actually lead the Padres to the top. Well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's it. And and the only guy who apparently thinks so is Pete Seidler. What do you what do you say if you're Preller and you let a Tingler go today? What's your line to him? If, if I said, what's that, bud? What's your line? How did you fire him today? What did you say to him? I, I think he just said, you know what? Well, guys, it's the end of the road. 
like they used to say to you and me? Yeah, Pete Schwartz. That's it. It's the end of the road. End of the road's a good one. Yeah, I mean, that's it. I mean, they offered him a job within the organization. Yeah, to do what? To do what? What's he Hang out with JoJo and Peoria? Yeah. Hey, we just drafted <laughs> a new class. JoJo, get those guys' physicals and send them my way. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I mean, you're trying to save face, right? Yeah. But I, I love the picture uh, yesterday of him with the suitcase, which was funny. But then friends are like, he's fa- he lives in Texas. He's going home. Yeah. Like he would have been. He lives in Texas. I thought he lived in Missouri or wherever. Okay, but but yeah, my my buddy today was incredibly funny because I bought into that. I was like, "Oh, that's it. You're gone. Fuck off." My buddy's like, "You don't even live here, you dumb shit." So many dicks, dude. Looks like there's a body in there. Everyone's fucking hell. I took a shot too. There's a body in there. I took a shot. So we all know that suitcase weighs more than fifty pounds. He's about to get dinged. Yeah, I just uh, <laughs> that's not nice. Uh, he's fine. I mean, he's I'm, not. I, he's not fine. No, that but it gets paid job. for next year. He he made a lot more this year and next year than whatever the fuck he was doing in the Dominican Republic. And you know what? I read all these guys that come out. Hey, I gotta tell you, fucking Joe Little. Joe Little's Joe right Little now lives over here. Yeah, fucking Joe. <laughs> right in the other day. Hey, I just you know when guys are open openly campaigning. Uh, for a guy to get fired. I'm like, hey, Joe, I have been fired. I've been fired plenty of times. And you know what happened? Where the fuck were we? Like 1090, those assholes gave you like nine days pay. They did. If dude. anybody was like, dude, we give you a one year's pay and you get the fuck away from Eric Hosmer, sign me up. Stop crying. Dude, I got completely fucked in that one. You took vacation time. Yes. And we both had the same amount of uh, days when we left. I yeah. was like, wait, I didn't take vacation. Don't I get paid for those? Nope. Nope. Who are you going to complain to? Yeah, nobody, bitch. <laughs> that's what it was. was. Yeah. That's exactly what it was. It, it's I can't are... believe Bernie asked the question. Hey, he said he managed a bunch of games in his mind before he got the job. Have you gotten fired in your mind? And I was like, God dang it, Bernie. God you damn son it, of a Bernie. Bitch. You son of a bitch. Bernie didn't do that. But <laughs> Bernie would do that. <laughs> How many times are you? No. Tingler was a guy. Look. He he had plenty of shit that he did wrong. Now, the question is, how many of those mistakes, whether it was going to the goddamn Pagan over and over again? Yeah. How many of those are him and how many of those are coming from Josh Stein and Preller and all those guys? Yeah. No idea. But look, he had the opportunity to manage in a successful 60-game season. And when that shit fell apart this year, he had no way to stop the bleeding. Because they all looked at him like a fucking stooge. Get out of here, asshole. Hey, guys, what about a team meeting? Hey, why don't you shut the fuck up? Okay, I will. <laughs> shut up, Tingler. Oh, my God. And you know what? I'll tell you when I really didn't like Tingler. Yeah, go ahead. Is when he got hired and everybody, Fowler and all these guys, they all just immediately started referring to him as Ting. <laughs> such a baseball thing. Uh, hey, you know. Such a baseball thing. Uh, hey, you know, I think the one thing that AJ really likes about Ting. Like, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Save it. We're not buying. Oh, my God. Dude. Take your shit down the street. Nobody here is buying. <laughs> yeah, 
I'm like, what What should we do? Go fund me? Fucking Tingler couldn't get out of this town fast enough. And people are just crushing him on social media every night. He's talking about how they're battling. He was like, oh, goddamn. Pull the ripcord. Pull the ripcord, JT. Fight's over. Then it, but at least they looked and said, all right, we got we to get him the fuck out of here. All right, so right now, who's the biggest cancer left? Oh, it's 100% A.J. Preller. It's A.J. Preller and his group of flunkies. What about Haas? What about the, the talk that Haas wasn't talking to any of his teammates by the time the season came to an end? <laughs> that, to me, is crazy, right? I think it's so goddamn funny. I just think it's funny. Why is he mad at them? What do you think, uh, Kim? The story is that Machado and Tatis wanted them to get Nelson Cruz. Nelson Cruz at age 41. to replace Haas. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. And that took Haas? That hurt his feelings? Yeah, he was upset. I'm not talking to any of you motherfuckers. Oh! It's over. It's over, Johnny. It's over. Shit. You want this smoke? (laughs) A lot of guys down there feisty right now. (laughs) Oh, shit. Oh, my God. I didn't know that. (laughs) Has there been ever in this town, outside of you, a bigger fucking tool than Hosmer? (laughs) (laughs) That's the funniest question you've ever asked me. It it sounded good for a second. I was like, like, what? Yeah. Jesus. He, okay. Let's do this, Dave. Just go off the top of your head. You've been here since 89. Let's go off the top of our head and and let's think. Biggest assholes in the history of this town? No. Okay. Guys that, no, because you'd win that going away. (laughs) You, you, Chubb Feeney. (laughs) That sucks. Fast Eddie. Fast Eddie. I'm in that that class. (laughs) Tim Sullivan. (laughs) Tim Sullivan's like living in Kentucky. Tim's a great kid. Kicked his ass right out of town like he never existed. Tim's a nice. Tim would be like, what? Barry Bloom, that fucking idiot. Um, no, most disliked guys. This sucks I'm in this conversation. Yes. You're not. Okay. Most disliked guys to have worn that uniform. It's going to be Hosmer, right? It should be. I mean, Ian Kinsler, we joked about him, Doug Marabelli, right? But I mean, guys that you just go, man, I genuinely think that guy's just a fucking tool. Just a fucking dipshit, right? And Hosmer's thing is he thinks he's pretty fucking cool. It sure seems like. I've never met him. I don't know. Of course he does. Dude, of course he does. Guy's just ripping him, yelling at him. God, I just buy season tickets to go right down the first baseline just to hear those guys all yell at him. Do you think you could, no, no, serious question. Do you think you could trade Hosmer to Pittsburgh? The reason I say that is his fiance, wife, whatever, is a news person in, I think, Philadelphia. But I know it's Pennsylvania. Like, to be closer to her. Okay. Could you say, hey, let's get the fuck out. This isn't good for you. It's not good for us. Let's play this game. Okay. We're the the GM of the Pirates, Dave. Congratulations. Okay. AJ's just called and said, you got me in a weak moment. Hosmer's available. And I'll give you Hosmer and because my boss isn't looking right now, I'll write you a check for a few greenbacks. 
How much are you asking for? <laughs> He's got four years and $59 million. Fucking guy plays first base like the Matador. Can't hit with the shit. And he's a dipshit. <laughs> Plus, he's a dipshit. I'm going to throw in the dipshit card. But other than that, he's great. Yeah. He's hated in the fucking room. You won't get vaccinated. God. He's just a fucking... He's a perfect weapon. Jeff Speakman. Remember that movie? Yeah. Wasn't that it? Wasn't that Jeff Speakman? Speakman, the perfect weapon? Yes. Yeah, it's Eric Hosmer. <laughs> now, Dave, I just need to know, listen, he's got four years. He's going to come in, be a great guy in the community. He'll never talk to the media. He'll never produce. Uh, he'll never win another gold glove. But you can have him. Let me know how much cash you're going to have to get. I'm, I think Hosmer at the end is going to end up being DFA'd. Yeah, that's probably what's going to end up happening. I mean, Which honestly, is great. Fuck him. Yeah, him. There, there's he's zero, a bitch. There's zero, <laughs> there's zero value. Why would you? I mean, even if he had one year left, you don't want that one for that one year. But yeah. You're stuck with him. Yeah. Yeah, you, you got to, again, people say, oh, it's not completely poisoned in that locker room. It's not How would anybody toxic. know? Nobody's in there. Dude, more and more stories are coming out. It's 100% toxic in there. Yeah. And you can't sit there. And, and if Machado really is a mature, changed guy, yeah. And Tatis is the young superstar that just loves to play baseball and wants to embrace everything about the city and the team. You got to make it so those guys don't become poisoned too. I'm concerned. Because you walk in that clubhouse, everyone looks at those two. Those two are at a different level than everybody else. They're the stars. But the concern is, Dave, that you're starting to hear more and more. And listen, this may just be part of the last couple of weeks where everybody's pointing fingers. It's like that meme of the... Um, you know, the 10 Spider-Mans all pointing at yeah, each other, right? I love it, yeah. And and you're hoping it's part of that. But you're starting to hear a lot more whispers that Tatis could be turning into a bit of a prima donna down there. And he needs somebody to rein that in. Okay, and his defense on that one, yeah, he's a young guy that... He's does, the man. Does, and, he, and he doesn't know any better. You know, your perception is what surrounds you. Well, and what surrounds him is everybody kisses his ass. And I got news for you. He deserves to have his ass kissed in this game. He's and, a great player. And I don't know whether it's true or not. Yeah. Just saying that he's getting a little chirpy down there. But when you got the when you got the security of a 14-year contract. Yeah. You yeah. do. You have a 14-year contract. They've already talked about your statue. Right? Yeah. You already led the National League in home runs. You barely played this season, yet you still walked. You might win MVP. Yeah. I mean, fuck. I'm like, anything Tatis does outside of committing crimes, I'm all for it. Whatever. I don't think, I don't think he gets it. I think people are looking at that team. Who do you think it goes to? I hear more and more people. You're talking about Hosmer now? No, no, no. For the MVP. Oh, who do I think it's MVP? Dude, it's so hard in the National League, you kind of feel like nobody actually walked away with it. Whereas in the American League, it's so much tougher to figure it out. Is Crawford going to get it? Dude, if you, if, okay, so here's the deal. It should be most outstanding player. Yeah, correct. But the most valuable player, 100% is Crawford. It should yeah. go to Crawford. He's should your you, guy. The Giants yeah. are on pace to have... Zero. I mean, zero awards going their way. Yeah. You know, Brandon Belt had a career year. Posey had an amazing year after sitting out all last year. Crawford yeah. had the best year you've ever seen. They play a six-man outfield. It's it's insane. Crawford's the glue. He's been been the guy. I don't, I don't I, know. But if, he, as far as, for me, I, if I'd vote, I'd vote the MVP to, to Crawford. Yeah. I would. I, I think right now. I have a hard time giving it. A, when you talk about the word valuable, I have a hard time giving it to Bryce Harper or Tatis and 
Look, I understand Andre Dawson won at 87 in last place, and Ernie Banks won two of them in last place. That's why the award is worship. I think it should be most outstanding player, and nobody would have a hard time with that. I think what Pete Seidler also refuses to acknowledge is his team's become a laughing stock. Yeah. Do you think he's aware of that? Uh, he should be. He should be. He should start to see tonight. I keep thinking sometimes when you say that right there, sometimes when you're so close to something, because yeah. we talked about your perception. Don't you think Pete, Pete walks around people telling Pete how great he is and thank you? He gets that every day. But but Pete is great. He is, he is, I understand. But 28 yeah. games, the, the truth is the mirror. And the mirror says you finished 28 games out of first. So it's not great. Pete's the problem for not seeing the problem. Yeah. Right? But but Pete himself is a good man. Right? It's done a lot. But he has to look at this and go, dude, we were the the toast of the town. Yeah. And now we're a laughing stock. Yeah. And it's not all on, on Jace Tingler. And fucking Ben Fritz, right? And fucking break. And Again, Tom, another guy threw under the bus. Yeah, Tommy Pham. Yeah. You know, it, it's just not Mark Connor, right? I'll, no. It's, and if you let him fucking hire Ron Washington or Buck Showalter and do it again, what he's done unsuccessfully over and over again, it's just it's a fucking joke. So, no, my criticism of Pete Seidler is not about Pete the man. It's about Pete the manager. He doesn't know. I mean, he should. He should. But his blind loyalty is killing this team. His window has closed. Not its closing, Dave, with fucking pro. Hello, Mary Hart. My God. <laughs> Dude, would you throw Mary Hart one? Yes. No, you wouldn't. Fuck, right now. With that guy sitting in the corner smoking a cigarette. Old timer and his boxers. Look, <laughs> he's got tidy whiteies on. He's just sitting there having a cavassier. Mary, everything fine over there? <laughs> you sick fuck. Yeah, so, this show is so fucked up. I can't believe our names are on it. Jesus. We're never going back on the radio if anyone ever asks that question again. You just hear that shit? <laughs> what a fucking mess. My apologies to Mary and her yeah, husband. Bullshit. Who cares? You're oh, apologizing shit. to yourself and your family. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's going home tonight with Rick Garcia. <laughs> Good God. That literally might have been our most embarrassing moment. But we'll play it back. Yeah. We're not going to cut it out. We just over there having swisher sweet. I told you don't smoke in the house. I think you got other things to worry about. <laughs> The goddamn cat in the room. <laughs> come on. You're doing the slow arm swooping that cat. Yeah. Yeah, come on. Get out of here. Get out of here, Rusty. Come on. Shoo. Shoo. Get out of here. Yeah. Holy shit. What the fuck is the matter with you? Jesus. Okay. You encourage it. I, all I did was ask You're the an question. Enabler. I, I am. 100%. I am. <laughs> but yeah, to answer your first question, yes. All right. I would. All right. Speaking of, speaking of crazy shit that just came to my mind, a friend of ours, I'm not going to say her name, 
mm-hmm. was at a mall in Orange County last okay. week. And she's walking to her car coming out of Nordstrom. And this car pulls up next to her. She's walking her car. And she goes, excuse me. He goes, excuse me. Can you tell me where the In-N-Out Burger is oh, around here? Oh, I don't like this already. Well, you aren't going to like it. And she says, yeah, it's right around. And she starts pointing the direction where it goes, looks back at him. Pants off, guys, jerking one off. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Pull it together. Because I, I know her. I know her, and I know that is, that's open season. Oh, boy, did she shred him? Oh, she was so upset. She, I said, did you call the cops? She goes, I got his uh, license plate number. 20 minutes and, later. And she, she didn't call the police. And I said, you know he's going to be back the next day. Yeah. I go, that's why, you know, what, what are you doing? And I go, did you tell your husband? Was he upset? She goes, he was more upset I was walking into Nordstrom's. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, you got to have like a pepper. Guys are just fucking sick, nuts. right? Yeah. We think we're nuts. Yeah, guys are just sick. Yeah, you and I, as I always tell my wife, I go, I'm as good as they get. And you we're, and I both yes. know I'm not that good. You're in the same boat. Yes. You're just better than those assholes. Yeah. Hey, what are you doing today, Chuck? What am I doing? I drive around Nordstrom's. I me a MILF. Spank one out. All right, well, that sounds fun. It's hot. Got to listen to Romy. Got to find my own vine. Hey. Yes. Come on, Chuck. How about that? God, what a fucking wreck. You need to have, like, uh... She, we need to go online and get her one of those like pepper spray things. Yeah. Just nail that guy with mace. She wasn't paying attention. Looking at her phone like everybody else walking to her car. She wasn't paying attention. Last thing she expected was someone to be rubbing one out. I know, right? Did she finish giving him directions? <laughs> she gave him directions. God damn it. Good for her. <laughs> at least he has he was, she is classy. She, <laughs> she always has been. She always has been as right. She's a lady. Should have called the cops. She, yeah. did, she didn't. Hey, want to thank Dan Williams. Dan Williams is doing great things. So many of you, I'm proud of you for listening to what we say about Dan. So many of you have thanked us for putting you in touch with Dan and saying, you know what? Dan is extremely easy to work with. As I said before, it's very fast. Nobody wants to make that phone call when you're either struggling or you have questions because you think, um, what I'm going to say might sound dumb and it's stuff, maybe stuff I should have known. The reason you don't know is they don't teach you in school how to handle your credit and how to make sure that you're going to be financially secure. Look, so many people, man, including myself, I've bought stuff with a credit card that had a 23.9% yeah. interest rate. I bought a wedding ring nope. with that. It was ridiculous. And you sit and you get these cards and you're 18 years old and you find yourself basically trying to play catch up, which is almost impossible to do. And for some of you, you can't get out of the hole. Some of you are older and you said, you know what? I thought I'd pay this off in a year. Guess what? 20 years later, you're still in the same situation. Time to call Dan Williams. Dan will walk you through the process. Let's get out of debt. Let's get you into your first home if you're still renting. 858-688-6813. 858-688-6813. And also, don't forget, yesterday was Tuesday as we do the show on a Wednesday. The Bar Smart 2-Minute Tuesday, understanding your cost of debt. Dan will give you some information on how to help yourself out. It's always a, a great tip, and make sure you, you call Dan. It's going to be the best call you make. Yeah, and I'll give you a great example. I laid into a guy from Chase today. Did you? Yeah, because I had a Chase United credit card. Yeah. And I go, the only thing that I had on there was a $5 monthly charge for Patreon. I don't even know what account it was on. 
And today I look at that bill, go, hey, I'll pay the five for Patreon. And there's a $100 fee for the card. I go, I'm not paying 100 I never fly United anymore. And it's a waste. So, and then I had 78,000 miles on it. I said, let me go redeem the miles. I go redeem the miles, Dave. It got me two nights. My kids uh, are staying over. We're staying over in LA um, next weekend for the Stones concert, Saturday into Sunday. And then we have another back-to-back thing in November. Literally 78,000 miles got me a Saturday night stay next week and a Saturday night stay in a month. Plus, I had to pay $34. I go, well, this shit's not worth it, right? So I call Chase. You got to go through the whole shit. I go, hey, I'm getting rid of this card. Well, we're sorry to see you go. I bet you are. Let's go. (laughs) You said I bet you are. We got to transfer you over. And I said, uh, okay. So he put me through to this guy. Should have written down his name. He goes, hey, how are we doing today? I said, well, I appreciate you asking. I'm doing fine. What can I help you with? I go, I need to get rid of this card. Oh, yeah, how come? I said, because I never fly United anymore. And I said, honestly, I go, I used to work at Chase. You guys treated me great. I go, 78,000 miles to get two different one-night stays. It's not worth it. And I go, I'm pretty protective of my credit. And uh, I just want this card off the books. Well, hey, I heard you say you're protective of your credit. Did you know? I said, hey, you know what I do know? I didn't call for a life coach. (laughs) I said, I called to get rid of this card. Okay. Well, I just wanted to say, and I jumped in, that you canceled my card? Just pause, and I'm laughing. Yeah, your card's been canceled. I said, hey, you know what? You're great at your job. Have a good rest of your day. I was like, okay. I I fucking can't stand when people think they're going to help you with shit, right? Yeah. You go, I bought a fucking house. I got two kids. I put up with this dipshit for 22 years. You think you're going to help me now, asshole? I just got out of prison. <laughs> That's going to be my next one. That's a great one. Hey, I just got out of prison. I was using this card to buy smokes in the house, but now I'm out. I'm on work release, and I'm just smuggling money from my old lady, so I don't really need you fuckers anymore. Well, did you know? I know where your fucking office is, kid. You want this smoke? <laughs> I'm going to just keep using that line. Uh, I don't, I don't need anybody fucking telling me yeah. what getting rid of one fucking card that has zero balance on it, how I'm going to drop to, my credit score is going to drop to 211 tomorrow because I got rid of it. <laughs> Shut up. But I'm like, I'm not paying you $100. Well, I can probably work on getting rid of that fee. Now you can work on getting me to your boss so we can get this shit done. You're wasting my time. But uh, yeah, all my credit has been put together because of Dan, but I knew what, uh, I, I love giving Dan different ideas. So hopefully in a couple of weeks, because he's so good at this, the impact of closing. I have a Macy's card that I never use. I have a Best Buy card I never use. A couple that are open that have good lines. So I'm fine that way. But the idea of getting rid of one credit card that you don't feel like paying a $100 fee for, and I zeroed out my miles. So yeah, I'm not too worried about it. You know, it's funny. The other day I was sitting right here at this table and uh, at a, at, we, had a, we had a leak in our kitchen. So our, my kitchen right now is completely demoed. Like, oh, I shit. I have no kitchen sink. I have no running water. I'm, it sucks. No dishwasher. I'm literally washing whatever dishes I have. I'm washing them like in the sink where in I have my- In the bathtub with your t-shirt? In the laundry room. It's insane. I literally made pasta. I was like, what did I do that for? How am I going to clean this shit no, up? There's no garbage doing? disposal in there. 
So, um, but I keep getting these bills from ADT, the, the security company. For what? I canceled the service in January, yet oh. they bill me every month, even though I canceled the service. I don't have any equipment in my house. I have a different security company. All right. And so, again, the bill's up to like 300 something dollars, and I lost my shit because Good. I thought I took care of it. And I'm yelling at this guy like you. Yeah. And I try not to, to do no, that too often. No, because it's not him. No, but you know what? He was going to get it today. And I just, yeah. and he's he's reading the paper. Thank you for being an ADD customer. I'm not. Did you hear not. what I fucking said? It's been a pleasure talking to you. It has not been a pleasure talking to me, you dipshit. <laughs> you yeah. know it hasn't. So I'm, I'm upset. Boom. Done. Taken care of. The guy who's demoing my kitchen comes yeah. in. Are you yelling at me? Yeah. And, and I, <laughs> yeah. You say, yeah. No, yeah. I'm not. I heard you yelling. And I was like, I was scared to come in here and ask you. Because I'm like, I think I'm doing a good job. And I go, dude, you're doing fine. I'm not yelling at you at all. I was talking to someone on the phone. Yeah. He freaked out. Like, he was ready to leave my house. He was so, <laughs> so, so nuts over it. Yeah. Anyway, here we go. I want to mention Brian Curry next. Brian Curry, of course, man, things are, are nuts in the real estate business as we've been telling you now for a year. It's amazing when you run into people who used to be, people never told you, like, how much you make or how much your yeah. house is worth. People can't wait to tell you how much the house is oh, worth yeah. right now. It's a big deal. People are asking me at the Charger game, hey, how much is your house is going for in, in Eastlake, in Spring Valley, in La Mesa? This is what ours went for. We can't believe it. Right now, the, the housing market's absolutely crazy. It's amazing to watch every single day, but you need a professional to handle yep. your business. So if you're looking to buy a house or sell a house and get the most for it, there's only one guy to talk to. It's Brian Curry, 619-251-1588, 619-251-1588. Yeah, for people that are selling too, because I think there are a lot of you that are looking and saying, hey, equity is high in this property. I'm going to take advantage of it. Kids have moved out. We're empty nesters. We can downsize, but put some of that money aside and then call Dan Williams and figure out a way to use it for our retirement plan. Well, that's all great. But if you're going to sell and put that equity to work, you better have plan B. It's the one thing we talk about all the time on this show is do you know where your landing spot is going to be? You want it to be somewhere great so that the toughest decision you made is the best decision you made. And I can't think of anybody better than Brian Curry to do that. Dave, you mentioned it. Uh, you've been here a long time. Leaks happen. A buddy of mine right now going through leaks. But those kind of things are incredibly frustrating when it happens within your first couple of months in the yeah. house. And Brian's going to be the guy to help you because the questions that he asked leads to the decisions you make. And they all work together hand in hand. And it's just so vitally important that you have the right guy on your team. I can't think of anybody better to drive that team than the head coach. <laughs> of the Poway Titans freshman football team, our main man, Brian Curry. Absolutely. Look, Alan Taylor's very busy as well because so many of you are taking advantage of Alan Taylor's great work. Taylor made pools. People have understood, said, you know what? It's more fun being around the family and creating those memories in the backyard. Also, what great entertainment every single day by being able to walk out your back door and jump in that pool. Taylor made pools. Nobody does them better than Alan Taylor. 619-449-4452. 619-449-4452. Love the weather we've had the last couple of days. A little bit of uh, chill in the air. Feeling a little bit like fall as much as it feels like fall in San Diego. But you know what? It doesn't matter if it's 85 degrees or 70 degrees in this town. It is always tailor-made pool weather. And man, nothing better. Yeah, look at this idiot. Scherzer. <laughs> Scherzer's ready for a tailor-made pool. Yes, he is. Got his goggles on. He's like, where is the tailor-made pool? <laughs> well, the problem is, Max, you're north of the 52. 
And uh, you're west of the, what would be out there? The What the hell's out there? The 67? The but, 105? Yeah, the 105, exactly. But either way, no matter where you are in San Diego, man, having a tailor-made pool is just absolutely outstanding. And I can't think of a better way to head into the winter and then into the spring and into the summer than having a tailor-made pool. Absolutely. All right, look, Kyle Fluger is the person you want to talk to when it comes to the websites. We tell you all the time how great Kyle Fluger is. If you have the website that is struggling or a website that you think you could do a little bit better, Kyle's really good at his job. You call Kyle Fluger, 619-500-6621, 619-500-6621. Yep, websites are insanely important. And I think right now we talk about with e-commerce, are you getting the most out of it? Is it leading to the bottom line? Is it generating revenue for you and your company? Or are you at least getting the clicks? Because I know so many of you want to be influencers. You want to be the guys that people are looking to. Well, Kyle can help you for that as well. Whether it's just for a small business, whether it's for professional use or personal use, uh, either way you go it, our man Kyle Flugs can help you. All right, here we go. How old are they and how much are they worth? We got to stop real quick, Dave, before you get to birthdays. Happy birthday to our friend Erica. Yes. Now, I talked about the lovely Erica Lee, whose birthday it was yesterday, and I saw a very funny thing on social media that said our friend Erica, the queen of fantasy football, thought for a second we were talking about her, and then she found out that I was talking about my pal Erica Lee, who passed away a couple of years ago. Well, I don't know where this little shrimp came from. She showed up. She starts trash-talking you and me about fantasy football. But she is about as funny as anybody yeah. we got, right? I agree. She absolutely cracks me up. And I think yesterday she's hitting us up for dinner. <laughs> she's going to buy me dinner and all forgiven. I'm like, you're like 19. How old are you? I'm not Mary Hart's husband. <laughs> uh, and then I saw you jump in. You're like, I'll take you to dinner. I was like, oh, off of that hook. But uh, she's a goddamn riot, that kid. She is. And I think... I think I'm not talking out of school, Dave, but I'm pretty sure she turned 35 yesterday. Is that right? No. Okay, I think I she turned 30 yesterday. Yeah, how young did she look? Like, holy shit. I couldn't believe she said she turned 30. Wow. I was like, she's got to be like 23. But she's a diehard Padre fan, and she cracks me up, and she's always... I told her, this is why she's a pain. We didn't even know she won into the league. Yeah. We were thrown requested out. He, he would have, have been thrown me out. I'm embarrassing in this league. Well, goddamn requested, told me tonight that he's buying stuff. I said, offense? He said, I don't like that at all. <laughs> Kenyatta's my main man. I told him. He's a great guy. I told him, we're going to rip you tonight. Your team's 0-4. He goes, shit. What time's that thing going to drop? <laughs> Kenyatta would not have been out of the league. I don't know who would have been. We would have just found a way to get yes. her in. I told her, I said, you're my honorary GM. Yes. Our team's three and one. We steamrolled Gavin the other day. No competition at all after we ran you over. That's true. And whoever else I ran over uh, last week. Yeah, you're rolling. I'm one and three. Are you three and one? Three and one. Second Jesus. in the league in scoring behind Lisa Ann, who's going to win this fucking thing. We hired a pro. We did. Yeah. She ran in here. But then Erica's trash talking us again today. Of course she is. Lisa Ann's not classy at all. She makes all of us feel terrible about how dumb we are every God. week. Well, she leaves you and me alone because she beat me in week one, and then she just humiliates every guy, <laughs> emasculates you on Twitter, and then her million followers all chime in. Yes. 
But uh, Erica, if you remember, I made you honorary GM of my team. I don't know why you're bullying us. <laughs> Verbal abuse is a form of bullying. And as a mom, you should be setting a better example. But that's a discussion we'll have for a different yeah. day. Her birthday looked like she had a great time last night with her friends. That was cool. Yes. And uh, if we ever do, after COVID, get a listener event again, right? Dude, I'd love to do it. As, as Padre yeah. season's now over, I'd love to get some of these Padre fans in here to, to share a little time. Well, that little maniac better come in here. Yeah. She talks a lot to this show. We have credibility in this town. <laughs> but, uh, no, it made me laugh that she thought we were wishing her, how the fuck would we have known it was her birthday yesterday? <laughs> I had right. How do we know? It's like that scene in Plane, Trains, and Automobiles, where he's rolling down the window. What does he want? He says you're going the wrong way. Ah, he's drunk. How does he know where we're going? Uh, It's like that with her. How the fuck do we know? Fuck! I told her today. I go, hey, we may wish you happy birthday, but we forget a lot of shit. So whatever. (laughs) Whatever. But she, goddamn, that kid cracks me up. Always talking shit. Yeah. <laughs> One of her buddies made her buy a foam finger for her daughter, and her daughter smacks her around with it. She doesn't like that. Uh, but happy birthday to one of the uh, truly good, funny, diehard Padre fans that puts up with this bullshit. Oh, my God. All right, you're going to love the first one here, October 6th. Okay. Bruno Sammartino. Oh. Oh, that's old school. Boy, I wish Bruno would come to Coronado and just smack Pete around. <laughs> Bruno's dead. Yeah. Fuck. Let's say Bruno would have been. Let me think about this. I think he would have been 86. 80, close. 84. 84. Is that right? No, hold on. He would have been 86. He would have been 86. Is that right? Yes, you got it. Born in 1935. He would have been 86. <laughs> Goddamn. How about yeah. that? I was just thinking because he was in the 60s. Yeah. Yeah, when like, I was a little kid, that guy scared the fuck out of me. Bruno? Yeah, on TV. I'm like, I wouldn't want to be in a ring with that guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I remember as a kid, they used to do this bit all the time in wrestling, right? And he had like a, a young protege. Yeah. Larry Zabisco. Yeah. And they bring Larry in because Larry's sick of being in Bruno's shadow. And so he wants a match with Bruno. Well, Bruno's reluctant to do that. But being the classy gentleman that he is, he says, okay, and this is on TV. And he goes and opens the ropes for Larry to get in the ring. What an absolute gentleman. Well, Larry takes it the wrong way. Now he's upset. Before you know it, Bruno's bleeding like crazy because Larry's destroyed their friendship. I just remember me and my buddy watching. We thought that was the funniest shit ever. We were like nine. Like, ah! <laughs> Bruno never done anything to us. But we, we liked that Larry Zabisco turned his back on him. How much was he worth? Uh, four million. Exactly right. What the fuck's the deal with you being an expert on Bruno Sammartino? <laughs> what a weirdo. <laughs> Jesus. I have no idea. How the fuck did I not know it's Erica's birthday, but I know every living bit of information uh, Bruno San Martino is a Hall of Famer. All right, Elizabeth Shue. Now that's a- okay. What's the first thing you think of when you think about Elizabeth Shue? Oh, I like that. Uh, how amazing she was in Karate Kid. Oh, that's funny. I always think about side boob and cocktail. <laughs> Do you remember the movie Cocktail? Yeah, with uh, with yeah. Tom Cruise. Yeah, your guy. She's yeah. in the water and she just throws off her top, but her back's to it to yeah. the camera. 
And it is the great side boob. I don't even remember that. That's the only part of the movie I do remember. Remember those stupid... I was. I'm trying to think how old it was. I might have been 15. Just remember all those stupid limericks. Remember how annoying those yeah, two fuckers right. were? Michael Caine? No, uh, Brian Brown. Oh, it was Brian Brown. I thought it was Michael Caine. Fuck. Uh, Elizabeth Shue, let's say 56. 58. No kidding. Yep. Uh... Twelve million. Twenty million dollars. God damn, she's absolutely perfect. The answer is yes. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, quarterback of your Jacksonville Jaguars. That Urban Meyer shit, some crazy shit going Whoa, on in Jacksonville. Wow. Uh did they say did they break today practice with yeah, grind? Grind. Grind on three. <laughs> oh, God damn. Dude, the players want him out. Yeah. The players hundred percent want him out. I've never heard of a coach not flying back with the team, especially after a loss. Yeah. He's at the steakhouse. Yeah, while his wife's watching their grandchild. Oh boy! Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna say, uh, have fun. Had the ache. Jesus. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is 23. 22. 22. Yep. I'm gonna say 20 million. 38 million dollars for Trevor. Wow. Last one, and they're surprised he had money. The only reason I put it in there is that he actually has his own money. LeBron James Jr. Oh. Bronny. Bronny. Where LeBron James says worst thing he ever did in his life was naming his kid LeBron James Jr. Uh, I'm going to say 17. Exactly right. And I'll say 10 million. Exactly right. Wow. How about that? How about that? How does, How it, does it hurt that LeBron James Jr. has more money than you and me? Yeah. Yeah, it does hurt. I mean, you know, payday is coming up on Friday, but yeah. There you go. All right, here we go. Would you become, there's five random questions. Would you become a professional bank robber if you knew you would never get caught? No. In, I, in my mind, when I wrote this automatic, I was saying yes, and then the answer turned to no. No, it's the it's the thing that bothers me the most is stealing. I hate stealing. Yeah, I, get really I don't does. like stealing and vandalism bother me. Yeah. Uh, the people that spray paint people's shit or key someone's car. Yeah. You know who I like, Dave? I like the edgy people who say, you know, I don't like, I don't like people that are mean to animals. Whoa. Really? So like if I could I like de- to narrow it down. I don't like people that are mean to pugs. Because Craig Elston has a pug. So you're telling me that our friendship would be on shaky ground if I'm just walking down the street and I just fucking Matt Prater a cat right over the back fence. <laughs> yep, buddy, you're you're out. Interesting. Oh what if it's God. a feral cat? Like oh just God. a wild cat. Just a wild cat. What if it's a rabbit? No. Is it because I chose Matt Prater? Like if I said Josh Lambeau? It doesn't change anything. Okay. Duly noted. Yeah. All yeah. right. If you could go cross country on a road trip with a famous person, dead or alive, who would you have picked? You always ask me, could you sit in the car with a person cross country? Yeah. This one you get to choose. Who's the celebrity you would pick? Oh, I got to think about this one. Dude, there are a lot of them for you that pop into my head. Yeah. A lot of them. All right. Oh, fuck. Uh, who's it going to be? Oh, this is good. Who are you taking? It's a tough one, man, right? Because there are a lot of people you have a million questions for. Yeah. You know? It's funny. If you go back too far back in history, like before they wore deodorant, like yeah. if you were in the car with Abraham Lincoln, oh, it's going to smell like a motherfucker in that car. Yeah. With that fucking hat. <laughs> I gotta look at that. Totally beard. Up for the sunroof so he doesn't have to take his hat off. Yeah. 
Yeah, look at that beard the whole time. No, do you don't that fucking wool suit? Yeah. He's starting every sentence. Four score. What? <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? God damn it, Abe. You wouldn't make it to Phoenix. You'd call me and tell me you booted out the 16th president of the United States out of your car. I Dave, I got it. Can I can I say the person and the and Go the ahead. and the years? Do you want me to oh, I was gonna want me to guess who I thought you were gonna pick? Yeah. I thought you were gonna pick Mick Jagger or Paul McCartney. Very funny. The first thing I almost blurted out was Keith Richards because I'm reading Life right now, and that book is pretty. It's not, man, I'm about 300 pages in. It's not quite. I just got Dave Grohl's book today. Storyteller came out. I'm looking forward to really reading that. Uh, Keith Richards' book is cool, really good, but it's not like, whoa. It's a pretty mellow read, actually, but I like it a lot. It fills in so many blanks. I mean, but he spent a page and a half on Altamont. Yeah. Like you go, he's like, ah, ah, Meredith got killed, but he was fucking waving around a gun too. So we got the fuck out of there. Like, whoa, what? Ah, Hell's angels were all fucked up. You can see it in the movie. Give me shelter. (laughs) And then I went home. Um, No, I was going to say Keith Richards, but I'm going to change. I'm going to say early seventies. Okay. uh, Raquel Welch. Really? You think so? Fuck. I was here. She's not cool. Could you talk to her for 3,000 miles? I'm not going to say shit. It's got fucking... What's up? Oh, my God. Everybody in history, you pick Raquel Welch. Yeah, who you taking? Fuck, dude. I, I didn't give you an answer. I was thinking in my head someone like Kobe or Magic or someone that I loved as a kid. Um I tell you what, we never talked to her about questions like this on our show because she became a friend and we didn't get a chance to ask the questions. Everyone has, has questions. It's probably Lisa Ann who's Dude, interesting as fuck. That fucking maniac. Yeah. <laughs> People don't understand. I think that's the thing, right? She's so fucking funny. Uh, yeah. She's cool as hell. Cool as shit. Are you going up there on the 16th? I, I have to be up there for a tournament anyway to, to coach. I'm actually the Justin Turner Classic. As where I'm like, how the hell is it the Justin Turner Classic when Justin Turner is supposed to be playing? Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm supposed to see, be walking in the Alzheimer's um, walk. Actually, I got my envelope right there. Did you get yours in the mail? Yeah. Because you made a donation. I donated. Yeah. yeah, but I don't think I'll be at the walk. Yeah. But, but she's awesome. She knows, she knows you, you have uh, stuff going on. Um. All right, here we go. Would you rather be a judge or be a lawyer? Oh, I'd rather be the judge, 100%. Okay. 100%. Me too. Yeah, fuck you. I, <laughs> dude, I would have no trouble at all uh, pulling the trigger on making decisions. I'd have no trouble at all telling lawyers, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Do it all the time. There you go. All right, here we go. Last question. Okay. If you, uh, okay, <laughs> it's a serious question because it's never happened to me ever. Okay. Have you ever gotten laid in a dream? Yes. I never have. I'm so disappointed by that. Yes. I'm not joking. But that's funny because it's like, um, it's just like, uh, like it's not somebody you're dating, right? Oh, no, never. And then like you see him, you're like, hey, what's up? Yeah. They're like, what? They're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> she wasn't really there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's never happened to me. Okay, yeah. The reason I asked this question, number one, it's never happened to me. I've gone to sleep at night hoping it happens. Never happens. Yeah. And then I had a dream. It's funny as hell. Like, I would never tell Lisa Ann this dream, but it happened to me last week. She Well, you're about to because she hears the show. Oh, yeah. So go She'll ahead. Hear. All right. So, dude, I'm, I'm the most pitiful guy on the planet. And then yeah, my dreams even show it. Literally knock at the door. Okay, yeah. At the house by myself. 
and it's Lisa Ann. Okay. Oh, hey. Hey, I just flew into town. We're in the wearing nothing but an overcoat, which you know in the movies always means naked underneath. And she's wearing crazy lingerie underneath. She takes off her coat. In this dream? In the dream. And I go, That's my what are you doing here? Talking about she goes, well, nothing happened, as I'm going to break it down for and how pitiful things are. And she goes, man, you wouldn't believe the travel. I'm so tired. Can you point me in the direction of an open bedroom? And I go, absolutely. And I open the door, walk her to a, one of the guest rooms, open the door, and said, here you go. You sleep as long as you need to sleep. Dude, she's barely wearing anything. What a fucking And then sleep. I shut the door, and then I woke up, and I was like, she was hitting on me. And I didn't take advantage of it. Like, who shows up like that? And she tells me all she wants to do is go to bed. And I'm like, man, that poor girl. So she wasn't tired. She was was an act. And I didn't fucking miss the the Uh, fastball right by me. Yeah. Even in the dream. What a fucking stage. (laughs) Dude, I know I am. That's why I'm admitting it. I'm going to send that clip to to Nicole Eggert. (laughs) Dude, I didn't get laid in those dreams with her either. Fuck. Dude, I'm pitiful. Hey, uh, one one quick thing. I'm myself, my being. Uh, one quick thing, I, I Dave. Yesterday was the craziest day, and, and I want to get out of here. It's getting fucking late. Dude, but, it is late. It's ten fifteen. But yesterday was the craziest fucking day because it was the birthday of my pal Erica Lee. Yes, and we talked about how much she meant to this show. And I don't know how many of you have gone through suicide, but but birthdays, Dave. Like you went through it with, with Jake a couple of weeks ago. It's so difficult. Because she was the one friend, and I, I think we all have one, that, man, birthdays were the biggest day for her. Not so much her own. Was she own, a birthday person? Not her birthday, your birthday. She was not one of these bullshit birthday, birthday month. month. No. But she loved your birthday. Yeah. And the reason why is because she said the day you came into the world meant that there was going to be a day when you came into her world. Oh, that's cool. And she dug it. So your birthday was insanely incredible. And dinner's the whole thing. I'm going to steal that line. It's cool, right? Yeah. And so yesterday, with it being her birthday and going through it, you know, I didn't know her that long. And so my day started with a talk with a friend of mine at work. And and this friend of mine at work said, hey, I saw the picture of Erica. I'm thinking about you. How's it going? And I just said, man, you know, it's weird because I'm thinking back to the whole thing. And this friend said... I saw you every day. Remember, I saw you leading in when everything's fine. And then when things change with the divorce, his friend said, you know, I'm trying to think of what to say and and just check in. But you're scared because you don't know. And then I was at the event and I was at the event and I saw you with Erica and I was like, whoa. And all of a sudden I saw you back to who you used to be. So it's cool, I get it, and I'm sorry, and I I wish I knew her better. The afternoon goes on, and I check in with her cousin, who was her best friend. And you know, Dave, the biggest thing for me, my thing is, and I I remember thinking this when Jake passed away, when Cheech passed away, is I'm such a fear of stolen valor, right? That that at Cheech's funeral, we had people show up that were crying. Fuck, he hadn't talked to him in 10 years. I can't believe he's gone. And he would have been like, what are you doing here? And I remember talking at Jake's memorial like, hey, how was it? Like, And you said, no, these, this was great. And that made me really, really happy because Jake would have been the first yeah. guy to point the finger and say bullshit. And so I was saying to um, a family member, I go, you know, I'm always a fear that the way I remember it may not be reality. 
And I got the sweetest endorsement from the family who said, oh, no, it's it's real. Cool. We know what she meant to you. It's very clear what she meant to you, and we know what you meant to her. So you're cool, and don't ever preface a sentence again to us or our family with, I know I only knew her a short time. We don't want to hear it again. So it was like, whoa. So the day's going on, and, uh, you know, friend, the family member said, hey, you know, what's, and I was thinking about you. Said, uh, hey, how's your day? I said, you know, it's okay. But as you get closer into like five, six o'clock when you'd be going to Salt Creek Grill, that's when the anxiety comes in because you'd be going to that birthday dinner and instead I'll be visiting her grave on Saturday. So I leave work, it's like six o'clock and a longtime friend of mine who I, I went to high school with and I worked with checked in and said, hey, I'm thinking about you, I love you. And I go, wow, I told her, I go, your timing is unbelievable. Well, this started like an hour-long text exchange because she dated Cheech, and I dated her best friend. So yeah. I don't know if you've gone through that. All of us have gone through it. Man, Dave, I was crazy about her best friend, crazy about her. But her best friend couldn't really commit to a relationship. And now that friend went off, got married, and the, the wild thing was that my friend Amy, her roommate Kathy was the one I was crazy about, but they also had a friend Lisa, and Lisa was this beautiful girl, and I went out on a date with her a couple of times. I mean, just great, nice, beautiful, but I couldn't get my mind off of Kathy. Yeah. So I said to my friend Amy, I go, man, you know what? I blew it because Lisa was great and cool, but I couldn't, I couldn't commit. I, sh I couldn't give her because I was thinking about Kathy. She said, you know what's crazy? Kathy said the same thing about you. Oh, wow. And you go, wow. And like, you know, she's moved on. Yeah. She's got family, kids. She might have grandkids. But at the end of the day, when you go, hey, that was kind of cool. Like this Fred pops in and goes, no, you're cool. She said it. Like there's always a spot in your heart. And it's just. The point of that being is that I always tell you, check in on your friends. It's not just send a text message. It's call or do whatever. Because yesterday for me, three different times, in the morning, with the cousin, and then with my friend Amy last night, it made such a difference on such an incredibly difficult day. I just can't endorse it enough. Find those friends in your life that made a difference. If it's been a while, check in. Be the first one. If it was during a difficult time, don't wait for somebody else. Like I was lucky and Erica Lee jumped in. You be the one. You be the one to say, hey, I'm here. I got you. What do you need? I'm just telling you, the person on the other side will feel what I did last night, where it started off in the morning and it was tough. And by the end of the night, I just go, holy fuck. I'm so thankful for the people I have in my life. Most of all, the people that listen to this show. You know, it's a... It I mean, obviously, uh, since Jake passed, you uh, you know, people realize time is short. But as you mentioned with Erica, who who I knew as well, who you introduced me to, I was so impressed with. But the people that are close to me, I tell our friend, close friends all the time, I love them. Yeah. You know, and I think a lot of people are afraid to to say that. It always makes the other person feel good. I think to hear it. I yeah. Think people are in a in a point where they are afraid to say it. Like my yeah. my son asked my my mother that question. I don't know if I said this on there or just said it privately oh, yeah, to you. Yeah. Yeah. He said, um, he goes, you know, Grandma, when you, when my dad was growing up, did you ever tell him you loved him? And she goes, no, but he knew. Yeah. And she goes, why wouldn't you say it? And she goes, why do I have to? And wow. then 
she, he said, in my family, we say it all the time. Yeah, every call that I yeah. end with my kids, yeah. every call with my kids yeah. ends with that. But I try and say it to the friends that are great friends. I mean, as, yeah. as I said, when the anniversary of Jake passed, or his birthday the other day, all my friends stepped up, you know. Um, yeah. But my family, no, nobody stepped up. I was, I was disappointed. Enough. My wife's family, nobody stepped up, you know, yeah. outside of two nieces. And so you go, man, what the hell? So yeah, as I said, the people I chose was uh, done a good job choosing the ones that I was born with a little disappointed in the other day. I wasn't going to bring the story up so far, but you, you just said it. So we're pulling off the freeway four or five century. You make yeah. a right turn across the street is the motel six. When you pull off. Yeah. I don't know if you realize. So there are about 30 police cars and, and 10 fire trucks in the parking lot. And I'm thinking they're running a drill about to make a right turn. And I look up and there's this guy hanging off the top floor. Oh shit. Of the balcony. And I'm like, this fucking guy's going. And I looked over at Sean Walchuff, who was with me, and I just was in my mind. I was like, dude, I just got to make this right turn. If this guy jumps in front of me, I got to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't want you, You've told me your story for years. Yeah. I said, we've been with too many deaths. And you just yeah. ran through them. That I said, I can't watch this. Like, I, I mean, I, I, in high school, I was a face of the death guy. It's, of not, course. A, it's not a joke. No. And I was like, I, I don't want this memory. I got to get off this fucking off ramp as fast as I can. Sure enough, I, I flipped off. But you can't look up stories like that. You know, the news reports won't ever no. do those because they don't want copycats. They don't want people jumping off the Coronado Bridge like my wife's best friend in high school did. Yeah. Um, but or when I, Erica went off the one-on-one. Yeah. yeah. And I said to Sean, I go, do you know if that person jumped? He goes, I can't find it anywhere. But I was no. like, the way the guy was pulling off that balcony, dude, he was going. Yeah. It wasn't like, like I'm just standing here. He just had one arm on the railing with a couple fingers holding him. He was going from the top. And yeah. I was like, motherfucker. You know, and uh, it was it was brutal. Last thing I needed out of everything was to see that. And um, man, it, it sucks to think that people get to that point. It's uh, it's what my friend Erica yeah, said to her cousin. Um, she said, I can think of a million people that want me in their life. But but unfortunately, I'm not one of them. Yeah. And you go, man, I just I, you know, she I, I said to the family yesterday when I was in an insanely dark time in my life. She 100% was the point person every day. The phone was, this is why you matter. This is why we're going to be successful. This is everything we're going to do moving forward. And this is why you're part of it. And I put this picture out. It's my, it's my favorite picture of her, Dave, because she was a beautiful woman. But I have this picture that I found uh, and her, her family I was showing it, and when we would be together, nails were done, hair was done, right? Perfect dress, shoes, the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, but there's always a part, and and we all may be a little guilty in this, and that sometimes we're so consumed with trying to be somebody we're not, that if we just be who we are, people are going to accept it, and they're probably going to love that version of you more than the one you think you need to be. And this picture that I posted of her yesterday is this is just her, yeah, you know. It's awesome. Yeah, unplugged, right? It's no, it's just her. And this is who I knew. She didn't have to do the hair. She didn't have to do the makeup. She didn't have to do the dress. This was just the one who told me every day. It's the hardest thing because now when you get to a point where you go, fuck, I kind of feel like I got my shit together and I can go left and right. That's why I was saying is, yeah, I want to, I want the guy today to be hanging out with her. And unfortunately that's been taken away. 
And it's just, that's why I say all the time, check in on a friend, check in on those people that matter because there is nothing worse than when you go and you get a text message like I did and it came from her number and it said Erica, yet the message read, Jeff, it's Erica's mom, we lost her today. Don't let that happen to you. Damn. All right. We'll, uh, we'll be back. Are we coming back on uh, Sunday? We'll fucking be back when we feel like it. No, but don't we, we, don't we have a show coming up with Costa and uh, Woods? Oh, yeah. One of those two assholes coming You in said now. the 10th. Oh, shit. That's right around the corner. Fuck. Today's Call him right six. now. You think Steve's sleeping? <laughs> Fuck, no, he's not sleeping. <laughs> he's acting like he's sleeping with Hannah, but he's awake. I'm up right now. I'm going through all the old Black Crows, B-side. The fucking guy with his rig take on Woods. Yeah, we'll get that asshole in here. Let's see if they can come in here Sunday. Good deal. All right, we'll see you then. Sneaky backstreet door, I laugh so hard I 